This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code TMS at checkout to get free shipping. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, Kale Meth, the superfood. I don't like acai. <laughs> Dallas police get sent down a K-pop hole. Vote no on COVID-19. Sprinklers sprayed brown. Sprinklers aren't supposed to spray brown. Define dump. Avoid the solenoids. Brian has seven poodle dragons. Joni loves a chachi berry. Cats suck. I hate cats. Does anyone know a good plumber? Random patches of hair. Fraternal twin cities. Use salt to coax out your worms. Ew. Exclusive Wendy dopamine on Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I'm bored. I want a boyfriend so I can have somebody to talk to. And then we can go dancing. No, we can't go dancing. No way. We're not alike. I'm a hero. The Morning Stream. Don't worry about him. Worry about me. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream. It's Thursday, June 4th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. That guy right there is Brian Ibbett. Hello. Good morning, Scott. Happy happy Friday Eve to you. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, mm-hmm. Time's weird right now. It feels like uh, it's so, it's standing still and fat, going faster at the same time. And it's, uh, this, it's an odd thing. This week especially has felt like one of the fastest weeks. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it is already Thursday. Yeah, it's weird. It just seems crazy, yeah. Don't love it. Don't love the uh, the uh, the time distortion. It's not my favorite part of all this. Anyway, uh, small things, small matters. We're here to do a show. <laughs> my sister will be here later. We'll do a little therapy Thursday. Got some interesting yeah, stuff be nice. to talk about. I think we could all use it, right? Yeah. I feel like a little guilty for complaining about what I'm about to complain about. Because okay. it is kind of a first world problem. Okay? I know that. But our sprinklers took a dump yesterday. You know, oh, no. The, the they started pooping all over your lawn? Is that <laughs> yeah, the deal? Yeah, they took a big, wet dump. Um, <laughs> they just stopped functioning properly and started doing weird, leaky business and all kinds of weird stuff. And uh, we were a little worried about maybe a broken pipe, which could lead to flooding, which is bad. So, you know, we, we had our concerns. And um, we got on, of all places, I decided to check out next door to see if oh, we could find a, yes. a, a good recommendation see that is a just a uh, a place where you find nothing but neighbors loving and supporting one another and sure. respecting yeah. opinions and views of all of all uh, directions yeah. isn't it yeah that's the place actually ours isn't it's too like, bad ours isn't too bad oh really yeah okay it's not bad well. we've had our moments like there have been a couple of times but for the most part it's people like Hey, we found a cat. Uh, it's orange with this and that. Is uh, is anyone missing a cat? And stuff like that. So okay, and you don't get a commenter that says cats suck. I hate cats. No, we do all right that way. I, I'm I'm all sort right. of impressed yeah. with our next door. So I was basically looking for any kind of comments or stuff about people who are sprinkler experts because what I didn't want to do is hire some company that's going to come 
rake me over the coals, you know, and, and charge me too much for a thing that's that's small because that's usually what happens to me with sprinklers. And I don't know how to do it myself. I'm terrible at this. I don't know how it works. It's all magic under the grass. Uh, <laughs> and you you don't have any sort of setup or anything, right? Like no 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 initial infrastructure for for a sprinkler system. I mean, we do. We have we have a sprinkler so this system. Re- so this is just a repair or addition to yeah, or something's we, we think something's broken because the sprinklers oh, are leaking. Yeah, dude. Well, that's easy to fix. Come well, on now. See, that because you you're fix. a real man and you live in a house and you know how to take care of things. I don't know how to do stuff. I'm bad at these things. I'm terrible <laughs> at like domestic well, fixy stuff. I'm bad at it. Here's here's the reason why I'm so good at it because I did install my own sprinkler system back when we took out. We basically completely desodded the lawn. Yeah. Leveled everything. Put in better soil. Um, put in a brick structure or a um, um, uh, a retaining wall with around yeah. a like a, a tree. So Tini could have a garden in there and then laid in the sprinkler system and all that. Now there were a couple places where I didn't bury it deep enough. Okay. (laughs) The problem. All right. And so, so every spring we find a, uh, a lion or part of it that, um, even if we have it blown out a part of it, that just with the normal freezing and thawing, freezing and thawing of, of life in Colorado, right? We'll get a crack, and it'll just um, start spring. So, are you finding is the issue? This is great. We'll just do a little sprinkler repair I right like here this. on TMS. Sure. So, um, is it that there's a couple sprinklers that you know are on a line that it, that are not putting out what they should be putting out? Because um, because all I've gotten is they they took a dump. The sprinkler system took a dump. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let me define dump. So. Yes. They uh, the pressure was weird, and also so, so so you're right. Some stations were getting more water than others, but then the other major thing that we noticed was that the sprinklers in the front yard mm-hmm. were just leaking all day, just going all day. Oh. Not not a lot, but enough to like you know create non-drying puddles around them. Uh, and they and we normally run these at like three in the morning, right? That's when you we normally do. right now are they are they leaking all day or is there um are they just collecting water in that area and it's taking a lot longer for that area to dry because there might be a leak or something there the, as the, opposed head, to, the heads as, themselves are like bubble, are going okay so there's stuff coming out of them. Yeah. all right you're gonna need a guy for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should uh you should you, know what you should do is uh, check out next door well all right <laughs> so then okay no i like this because we just it's like the train took a yeah. took a detour here, okay now we've identified where brian's knowledge Starts and ends. Yeah, Brian yeah. can find the leak in the you know in the line. Dig up that section of earth. Yeah, dig a big hole around where the leak is. Cut the two pieces of line. Uh, do a little a little splinty joiny thing uh, with some some uh, um, some plastic pieces you can pick up at your local Ace Hardware. Yeah, bury everything back up and be good. And and Brian does that pretty much. Sure. Every spring. That doesn't sound too too bad. And we get this. We yeah. have a similar problem because you know we get cold surface stuff, uh, obviously because we get a lot of snow in the winter. And so, how deep your pipes are matters and that sort of stuff. And if you got weird roots from trees that are pushing funny on pipes, you can break them or you know all that stuff. So, so I'm at least aware of the nightmares that can come from all of this. But we thought, well, all right, a pressure difference, and then those two are are kind of bubbling all day. Let's yeah. see what we can find. So we got on there. And immediately I found a whole bunch of people that were recommending the name Alejandro. 
And I went, ooh. <laughs> Is me. Lady Gaga in your, uh, in your community? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, there's a weird egg up the street just laying there. Maybe that's where she lives. <laughs> a little meat dress discarded in the, uh, the recycling. Oh, yeah. Where did that meat dress come from? No one knows. So anyway... <laughs> Alejandro is in there and we're like, well, he is getting just raves from people and he's just an independent guy doing this on his own. Um, just goes around, does people sprinklers. And I thought, well, you know what? <clears throat> Let's try it. I don't want to call, you know, sprinklers are us and get ripped off. Let's see if the, with this guy's a more sure. on a shooter or whatever. Anyway, we Bad call at sprinklers and beyond. Yeah. yeah. Do so we call, <laughs> so we call Alejandro on his phone and he sure. says, hello. And we say, yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am the most interesting sprinkling repair person in the world. <laughs> he says, uh, "He says I'm gonna." Or he says, "I'm at I'm at a installation in American Fork, which is like 30 minutes yeah. north or south of us." And he's like, "But I can be there by one, perhaps earlier." And I love said, that he's all of a sudden pushing boots. This is good. <laughs> so I said, or Kim says, "Well, that sounds great. Thank you." And he's so businesslike. He's like. Yes, just text me your address. I will be there. You know, like this is very simple, quick, boom, 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 boom. And is he uh, gonna leave a burning Z in your lawn when he's done? Uh, yeah, when he just before he leaves, put on his mask. I am the I am the helper of the people, and then he leaves. So then, so he comes out here and uh, and ended up showing up at eleven. So I think we were still on the show, or I was finishing up, or something around, mm. around then. Okay. Um, and he showed up and got working on it right away. Turns out this is what it is, and he did an amazing job and. He was super transparent. He's like, okay, I'm going to the Home Depot. I will be picking up the following parts. They cost this much money, and this is my labor. Like, he was just super straightforward about everything. That's great. It was Jeez. awesome. It wasn't like, eh, my cash is somewhere. but It wasn't like that. Yeah. This will take me between 1 and 17 hours to fix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was honestly a little worried about that because that's what always happens. But this didn't happen yeah. this time. So he says, I, here is the list. I require half the money now so I can go purchase the parts and I will be back <laughs> shortly. So he goes, he goes, he gets the stuff. He comes put, back. Puts it into a clean white on unmarked envelope. <laughs> and leave it down your doorstep. Comes back uh, <laughs> with the stuff and here's what he changed. So, so now, now we go back to what Brian knows about sprinkling. You tell me if any of this sounds familiar. All right. Sure. He yep. put in the ground new solenoids. Do we know no, what no. those are? Sel sel solenoids. He called. I think he called them solenoids. Solenoids. Maybe solenoids. He was very cool about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, solenoids. 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 Is that right? Chat yeah. room's all repeating yes. it. Okay. So when you rip up the, um, so you probably have a along one of your paths to your garden or your your back lawn. This is where we have ours. Yeah. There are a couple of like square covers in the ground that yes. you pull up yes and under those are these in addition under those in addition to thousands of spiders that make you never want to stick your hand in there are um the actual valves that that open and close and let water to each of the different zones yeah that's basically it he opened that yeah. box and he dug it he dug around it and out and made it bigger and got oh. a new a whole new encasement for it which he threw in for free i give you this part for free oh wow that's cool okay so he does that and then he does these what he called solenoids there were three of them or four of them they're basically yeah. like these little controller units on top of joints that then go off to the different stations he said that all the stations look fine and that all the lines are fine it was just these are getting, you know, they're 10 years oh. on or something, time to get these swapped out. So he got those sure. are new. He also put in 
a thing well, that, that would you make can... sense, right? The solenoid isn't closing the valve all the way, so right. Zone three is still sputtering out some exactly some agua, exactly some yeah. agua, exactly. Yes. And so then he says, <laughs> and he says, he says, this part here, this part is important. He says, and he points to this new hole that he's made with oh, a no. r- with a round green uh, tube thing with a top on it. You pull that off, and on there is like a little stem sticking up. Of, uh, with what otherwise I can't really tell what it does. And we're like, well, what does that do? Okay, let me explain. And he <laughs> says, so you take a, um, a air compressor and in this, in the winter, right oh. before the winter, when you're shutting it all down, mm-hmm. you yeah, screw it out. into there and blow them out. We've never done that before. I didn't know you could do yeah. that. So yeah, that's, that's how you keep from water staying in the sprinkler line and freezing. And then cracking the the sprinklers uh, in the, in the spring, right? Because the water expands, right? That's the reason you don't want to have a hose hooked up to your backyard when the snow starts happening because it starts yes. to creep water up there and freezes, freezes the and pipes then when it thaws, it expands and cracks the crap out of stuff. Yes. Yeah, even even copper stuff can like yes. break. So you got to be careful. Did you say? Did you say? Do I need to actually use an air compressor? Or can I just put my lips on that thing and blow real hard? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a compressor. Is is actually a thing? So I said. Oh. Is it just, is that the only way? Oh, uh, yes, you must use a, a compressor, an air compressor. <laughs> the only reason I have a compressor is because uh, in art school, I had to have a, I had to buy an airbrush for one class. <laughs> and so I had to buy a whole air compressor, airbrush, all that stuff. Well, I do have one of those, but it's only this big. I don't think it's enough to do anything. It's a, air, it's good for airbrushing, but I don't think it'll, I don't think yeah, it's no, good enough. Yeah, no, I have a, I have a bigger one that makes tremendous amount of noise. Yeah, and, they're uh, really loud, aren't they? Those things. They're really, really loud. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why someone can't make a quiet air compressor. It's weird. But anyway, uh, and then we we settled up. He did exactly what he said he did. He would do. He did it very fast mm-hmm. and very efficiently. He says, now, all that remains is this. If for some reason you require a, a, a if something happens and is not working properly, hold on to my number and let me know immediately. <laughs> And then he th- he went, yeah, and then the whole room went poof and smoke, and he disappeared. And he disappeared, yeah. I was going to say, if you need me, just take this leaf, write a, write an A on it, and put it in the wind, and I shall be there shortly. Alejandro will show up shortly. <laughs> I love this guy. Light, <laughs> light this flame. You'll see another green hole in the backyard. This guy's amazing. He, 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 uh, here's what's cool about him. Like a year ago, he was, he was giving Kim all this story, backstory, but he... He was working with a contractor landscaper company for years and years and years. And then they laid a bunch of them off. And I can't remember what the reason was. It wasn't COVID-19 related, I don't think. But he's just like so annoyed that he's like, I will start my own. And I will focus. I will do everything people need, including sprinkler systems. And he just has this great little business. And he's kicking great. butt. And everyone loves him. And so... Anyway, if you live anywhere in South Jordan, West Jordan, or actually anywhere in the in the or American valley, Ford, clearly, yeah, yeah, anywhere in the valley, this dude will come <laughs> and help you, and he's awesome, and his name is Alejandro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's that. Um, we had spikes. I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. the Memorial Day reopening stuff. Uh, well, we're starting to see the results of that here in uh, in Utah. We had quite a steep spike in positive COVID nineteen cases, and this is not from uh, uh, protests that, that we won't see those. We won't see whatever right. that That's did two weeks for or a week, a week to two weeks. Yeah. You won't see that. Yeah. So I assume uh, Denver's probably in the same boat. Every city that did some, you know, Memorial day sort of, Hey, let's go party in a lake sort of stuff. I think there's probably mm-hmm. going to be a spike 
that really bums me out because in two weeks we're going to see what the protest spike looks like. And ugh, I don't, I hope we don't undo three months of quarantine in right. one yeah. fell swoop. I not, not that I don't think this is probably, this is worth it, but I mean, this, what is happening right now is extremely important. Uh, but I really don't want a whole bunch of more COVID-19 deaths. I just, I no. mean, that seems like an obvious statement. I don't want any more people to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'd like the, I'd like the COVID to end, please. Yeah, could, and, we, uh, uh, could we have the COVID be done? That'd be okay. I'd like to vote. I don't know if they're going to put it to a vote, but I'm going to vote against COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on the ballot this November? Because I'd like to um, get rid of and, it. And let me explain. Uh, puts a, a good comment in the chat room that we are going to see a spike mostly because a lot of states are now getting more and more testing available. We've got, um, God, we've got something like seven to eight thousand tests a day, maybe even more than that. Maybe I'm, yeah, that um, might that might be, yeah, maybe that's about no right. eighty five. Here it is, eighty five hundred to ten thousand tests daily is now what we can do in Colorado. So mm. because the test numbers are going up, we're going to see case numbers go up because. Yeah, more you tests, more cases, yeah, right? Makes sense, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's so, true. I, there's probably a way to parse that data and say, okay, well, of those tests, we expected this growth, but it's higher because of, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do the math on this and find mm -hmm. out how many are, you know, how many how many of those can you blame on, on uh, rapid reopening or, you know, people making some bad decisions in big groups versus these are just new tests because we're testing more. I don't know how you do, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, that stuff's complicated. That's why this stuff sucks. Because then what happens is people get desperate in their heads and they start coming up with their own answers. And right, and then there's all yeah, the place. so many different variables. You know, who who had a, another condition that they happened to die because of that condition, but they died with COVID and or COVID, you know, exacerbated an issue or whatever. It's yeah. So there's so many, um, yeah, so many variables that have to be taken into consideration when you look at numbers for this thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of it may come down to death numbers because then there you can confirm the case, mm -hmm. even right. post-mortem. So you end up having, if you, if you end up having a big spike in deaths confirmed to be COVID-19, mm -hmm. that feels like a more definitive thing of like, oh, there was a rise during this period for this reason not just testing do you know what i mean and that sucks i don't want death to be the way we figure it out that would be bad. no no that's that's a uh <laughs> that would that's be... an unfortunate variable to have to to monitor it's, it's probably what a lot of it's going to come down to but yeah um did alejandro wear a mask by the way oh yeah yeah he did yeah yeah he was he was great he was and he was just did the did his long mustache though <laughs> peek out of the sides <laughs> I love that we've all got a visual of what Alejandro looks like. Yeah, he he was he was, was a, the mask over his face or just over his eyes. He, he was. <laughs> if I had to guess, the guy's probably like 32, 33. He's just he was fit, you know, thin. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just I don't know how to explain it. It was kind of heroic in a weird way. I just really liked him. I thought he was great. So That's cool. So I can you know yeah. <laughs> there's part of me every spring that says. Maybe I should just pay a guy to like <laughs> fix these and bury them deep enough to where these these few trouble spots that we have are low enough that they don't get affected by the freezing and thawing. Yeah, well, but it's, and it's, then I don't need to do it every year. It's but. expensive, is the problem. Like yeah, that kind of stuff, expensive. they don't go cheap. Mm -hmm. Like this dip was not, even though he gave us, I think the best deal I would have gotten. Like we were we were looking at estimates of like 
one place was going to do like two grand if we, and we mm-hmm. looked it up and looked at their pricing and other places were more. This was like less than 600 bucks. And well, that's because he yeah. was all about, you know, half of this is labor, half of this is the parts I am buying for you. <laughs> we'll need half of it. Yeah. And he just ran. I mean, he did it all himself. Ran over the Home Depot, grabbed what we needed. I mean, it wasn't as good as getting them wholesale, cool. I guess, but still, whatever. Um, I don't want Alejandro to get the get the to get the Rona. I want him to stay clear away yes. from the Rona. Well, sounds like he's he's uh, being careful. He's he, taking precautions. He is being very precautionary. Oh yes, I maintain a strict six foot distance. <laughs> every customer that I see. I mean, it's kind of a it's a little like what he sounds like. I have to. Uh, I, you guys, you guys think I'm making it up, but it's kind of like that. And it's it was so endearing. I loved it. May I invite you to brunch? It's not quite <laughs> breakfast, not quite lunch. And you get a slice of cantaloupe at the end. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? That's from Simpsons. Some... Simpsons. That was, uh, That's that right. was the bowling the the the, uh, the bowling guy that Marge hooks up with. Yeah, she the dated. Teacher the, the dating, uh, or she date? Wait, did she date? She went out with him because Homer was with Lurleen, or is that a different thing? What was I it? think that was a different thing. She went out with him because Homer, I guess, was just ignoring. This was like a season one, I think, season one or two. Yeah, very early. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. What a great reference. All right, uh, Brian. Oh, she does it because she because he's always uh, Homer's always bowling, and she wants to, um, she wants to like find a common interest that they both can do together. So she takes up bowling, but her bowling instructor is a. Oh yeah, he's a skeevy dude with the uh, with plans. He's a skeevy dude, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Well. All right. Anyway, that's all available on uh, Disney Plus. Check it out. And now you can watch it in widescreen. Yeah. Wah! Or not widescreen. You can watch it without things getting cut off. Wah! Oh right, they did that, didn't they? I forgot. They did that. They fixed it. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Can I choose, or does it does it default now to? It, you can choose. There's a sw- There's a button. A switch. Okay, I like that. A sim switch. I like that because I understand people who want it fil- to fill their screens. I get it. Um, but I also understand people who want the purity of the original format. So uh, thanks for the choice, Disney. We appreciate it. All right, Brian, tell me about oh, your socially right. distant poke rating. What the hell does that even I'm mean? Getting, I'm getting uh, I'm getting, uh, called out by uh, Bagheera. He says, no, so wrong. What? Is it because I was wrong that Homer bought her the bowling ball for a birthday present? That's right. And so that's when she decided to take up bowling. That's correct. Oh, okay. Is that the thing? Is that the is See, that what the Bagheera? I always mix it up because there's a couple of episodes, two or three episodes, where it's all about the strength of Homer and Marge's marriage and whether it can withstand a, a rough patch, right? Yeah. And so one time it's Lurleen, Homer becomes Lurleen's manager, kind of Elvis style, mm-hmm. and travels right. around and with then- her. And Lurleen starts making moves on him and he he bails. Mm-hmm. because he loves Marge and it's this really sweet sort of you know story about fidelity and yeah. I, then Marge has had her moments and I think this the one you're talking about is that is the one where yeah. he, she could have like gone with this disgusting bowling guy exactly yes the, she, it, it's, it was based on the fact that Homer bought her an insensitive bowling ball gift and so she's like I'll teach him <laughs> I'll, anyway I might have to uh, so yeah I did uh Something called socially distant pokey rating. Oh, so pokey um, rating. I thought it was poke, yeah, yeah. poke, poke rating. rating. I know. Right. I know. It sounds that's great. I love the you, you. <laughs> <laughs> So um obviously you know that Pokemon Go has raids that yeah. pop up at gyms all over the all over the place. And right. then Wednesdays from six to seven, they do uh hour long um ra- they're called raid hours, where it's the feature legendary um uh of the month 
um, gets kind of showcased in all the raids. And so you can go to a, a location that's got a bunch of gems and just hop from gym to gym to gym and battle and try and catch it, battle and try and catch it. Well, because of social distancing, Niantic has created these things called remote raid passes. So you can sit in your house and any raids you can see, you can access using one of these remote raid passes and not have to drive to the location and sit in the parking lot and go do 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 Oh. You can do it from home. So like a regular video game instead of the one that you have Like a regular video yeah. game. The only problem is there is no, um, there are no raids visible from my house. But there's a neighborhood called Five Parks just up the street from us that has about 12 gyms that you can all see from, you know, you can see from, uh, from a central location. Sure. And this is where, this is the area where back before social distancing, the, the Pokemon group used to kind of go hop from gym to gym to gym and on these raid nights and and do this and it was fun you know we'd all hop out of our cars and we'd be chit-chatting because really if you've got a strong enough team or enough people you can just sit there and go tap 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 with your thumb on your phone mm -hmm. and not even not even make eye contact with your phone you can make eye contact with all the people you're talking to and we catch up and see how school's going for this guy or or how um a karate dojo's going for this woman and da da da, da. yeah so was it like um, this here here's a i have a clip of this happening live hold on <laughs> tap 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 dodge tap 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 hold is it like that that's it that's okay. pretty much it yeah right. that's exactly it all right great anyway uh now with put with the remote raids though yeah. we can actually sit in a central location we sat on some uh some rocks in the central part of this whole neighborhood area mm -hmm. we just sat there in one place we didn't have to drive around our cars we had our masks on kept talking and hit every single gym without having to drive between them wow it so great. it's yeah. it's kind of um, isn't it sort of antithetical to this idea, though, that they don't let you access these no matter where you're at in case you can't see them on your map? You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't they just let... I don't know. I, I guess that goes against I, what Pokemon Go is. And Yeah, I, I agree, though. It'd be nice if they if they allowed you to um, attack gyms that were slightly out of your visionary. Or, like, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are ways, Scott, you can spoof your location, but... Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, you can, uh, uh, you know, at least you can get to the ones on your map without having to drive to them. It'd be another step to say that somebody could invite you. And that might be the next thing is that they're working on, because for some reason it's sounding familiar, that somebody at a raid you can't see can invite you to a raid. Oh, um, okay. To, to play with them. That makes sense. That's cool. I like that. That yes. way your friends and stuff are still, you know, exactly pulling exactly. each other in and stuff. That's great. That's very but cool. anyway, it was kind of fun to to get back together and hang out with the uh, the po the Arvada Pokemon group and and do some raiding. Did you kill? Especially because you, you kill the giant P Pikachu or whatever the hell you fight in that thing. What did you? How did it go? I I killed many Reshirams. Mm. Um, we did eight raids, and I have seven Reshirams. Wow, <laughs> which is the current legendary. It's this big, big flying white. It looks like a poodle dragon is what oh. it looks like. All right. Never-ending story looking dog or is it Kind of. Okay. Yeah, a little, little, uh, little never-ending story-esque, I'll nice. say. <laughs> That's a long people, ask. People miss, people miss the old ask that I used to use all the time. Do they? They do. <laughs> oh, okay. Do. All right. No, I'd, I mean, I can only expect, I can only, uh, you know, talk for me. I also missed it, but I just Whatever. don't know the rest People of the miss world. it, Scott. People miss it. All right. Fair enough. I like it. Um <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, I was gonna say something about the uh, no, 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 I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I have a question for the public at large. All right, so this is I, I don't I'm not this isn't political. I don't think it is. Oh, but uh, it's, I'm I don't kind of worried already. Scott. You shouldn't be. I promise. This isn't that big a deal. Okay. All right. But uh, the Washington Redskins put up a um, <laughs> a black screen and then a note saying all lives, all yeah. black or Black Lives Matter and you know racial justice and all this. And um, I replied and said, "Okay, now I said, cool. Now do red." Right. Yes. I am a little shocked how many people didn't understand what I was talking about when I um, said that. You know, there have been th so many things that have happened since the whole "Hey, you guys should change the name of the incense, the racially insensitive name Redskins to something else." Yeah. There have been such a lot. It's been there's been a lot of stuff has happened since then, Scott. That people have probably forgotten about. Why do people say? I don't get it. Why red? Yeah, they don't understand the red part. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because they named their name after Native American Indians. Uh, and it's the it's about the color of their skin. The, the, you get it? Red skin. I feel like it's a weird full, thing to have to explain to full people. Full disclosure, Scott, it took me a second, but I did get it after after a couple of seconds. Like, oh, yeah, red. Yeah, because they did that whole thing where... Everybody know, got the Colin Kaepernick know. one when I applied to the 49ers. They they did a thing and I and I wrote uh, mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick would like a word <laughs> because <laughs> you know they're they're in the middle of that when he was when 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 we were all uh, mad at them for peacefully protesting. Um, right. Anyway, I, I just didn't understand it why nobody could get not nobody a lot of people were confused about the redskin comment I, that blew my mind. You know it like I said. It it um it might have been too subtle for some people. It also like I said it's been a long well. It's been a very um, chock full of events while since that happened. There are many, many things, many, many good things yeah. and bad things. Yeah, and both bad sides things. Have and happened. good things. Both sides. Good uh, sides. Both sides. <laughs> all right. All that well, there's that. Uh, good Pokemon rating. Good Alejandro. Life is good. <laughs> Let's now enjoy this. You need to read this, sir. You need to read it now. Time for the news brought to you by... Brought to you by Red Robin. Go get a tasty burger at Red Robin today. Is that what you're getting for lunch today? Is that what you're going to no, do? No, I don't know. That is honestly like only thing I was able to come up with when I saw that we had nothing written for now. <laughs> that's a sign, though. That's a sign that you should go to Red Robin. That's what that maybe is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's. Uh, maybe they should change their name to um, um, All Robins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you Every color of Robin is good too. Yeah, all the Robins. Do you have a? Uh, we support many Robins. Do you have a? Um, do you have Wingers there? Is that a thing you guys have? A restaurant named Wingers. Um, we uh, we don't have Wingers, mm -hmm. but Kip Winger used to live here in Colorado. Oh, okay, close enough. Grew up in Lakewood. Yeah, does that count? <laughs> yeah, it totally does. I think they might be Utah only. Let me just see real quick here. Um, they are WingerBros.com. Hold on, these are called Wingers Restaurants. We have wing stop. Uh, we have those as well. Let's see. Takeout locations. You know what's up. funny? One of the people that I was raiding with last night, Pokemon mm -hmm. raiding, and then I came home and we beat our heads against Nazoth for uh, two hours. And oh, speaking of raiding. Finally yeah. made finally made progression into phase three, but um, that's as far as we got. He is a he is a monster, but yeah. you know he's also the most difficult boss in the this expansion. Um, but anyway, one of the people we were raiding with was talking about how Rockabilly's which is just a couple miles down the road, apparently has excellent wings because they're they're smoked and then finished in the um in the fryer. So oh. they start out smoked. Oh, very nice. And then they get fried. That sounds really good. Um, all right. Well, this place called Wingers here in Utah, there's tons of them. I think there's like fourteen or twenty 
twenty or something. They may mm-hmm. be, and I think there's some in Idaho. Anyway, the point is, uh, they have. I forgot how good they were. And the other day, when you know we do a similar thing like you, it's like one day a week. We're like, all right, who are we gonna help today? Who who are we gonna patron today? Sure, a restaurant that you know is having a hard time here. Support. Who are we supporting this week? Yeah, yeah. So we did Wingers this time, and man, I forgot just how good those burgers are. So the reason I bring this up, mm. they make this thing called the Winger Burger. Their wings are amazing too, but the Winger Burger, <laughs> Winger Burger, uh, is so good. That I would put it up next to any of your favorite burgers, and I'll bet I'll bet in a blind taste test, I'll bet I could convert you to these burgers. Really? Yeah. Wow. They're okay. so good. Just knowing the kind of burger guy you are, and that you like Red Robin, you like that one I, with the pineapple on I it. I like and all the bonsai. That. Yeah. I think I But I like the bonsai because of the pineapple and teriyaki. I don't know if I'd, you know, I mean that's you'd you'd give me another burger. Oh, good point. And I'd say that's a very good burger. But if I want pineapple and teriyaki, it failed. Yeah, that. no, good point. That's a good point. I wonder if by the way, Vernal Vernal, Utah is the closest um, winger <laughs> oh, wingers to me. Don't go to Vernal. Vernal really? Yeah. It's Vernal. Vernal's not great. It's kind of a dumb. <laughs> but they've got a wingers. Huh? Yeah. yeah, Vernal. Vernal. They also got the U- Utah Fieldhouse of Natural History State. All right, here's the truth. I haven't been to Vernal since like '85, so it's possible uh-huh. it's gotten better. Okay, I don't know, but when I was there in the '80s, okay. it's not not great. All right. Okay. Um, Canceling my plans this weekend to go to Vernal. Great. Thanks. Yeah, the Vernal now what off, am I gonna Tina. Do? Yep. Forget it. Forget about opening up the society and going out. <laughs> Vernal's off the table. Yeah. Forget right. you, Vernal. Check this out. A uh, Dallas police officer, uh, or uh, Dallas police in general, a bunch of officers, asked people to call out protesters who they saw doing violent stuff or, you know, breaking into things or basically just, hey, if you guys, this is on their, their all their social media stuff and on their app. Uh, they have a, a Dallas PD app, and they were asking people, hey, if you've got tips about people doing bad stuff in these protests, why don't you uh, let us know? So instead, people flooded, and I mean flooded the app with just K-pop, just Korean <laughs> pop music. And it's just videos and GIFs and sound and just nothing but K-pop. Uh, they kind of asked I for it. I love it. it. Yeah. I kind of would be into that. I like, I like K-pop, so... Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't it, be like, "Oh, this is me." I'd be like, "Hey, this is this is pretty good. I like this." It says uh, the, uh, the police department asked people to send him video of illegal activity from the Black Lives Matter protests in the city throughout the or through their iWatch Dallas app, uh, where people can submit photo, video, or text tips about possible crimes. Instead, they flooded him with pictures and videos of K-pop artists. In response to the tweeted request from Dallas police, hundreds of them replied with this stuff. Uh, within hours of the original tweet, Dallas department followed up with a tweet that said. The Dallas iWatch app was temporarily down due to technical difficulties. No, it wasn't. You just got flooded with K-pop and you didn't like it, so you shut it down. Uh, anyway, I guess if you're a K-pop fan at the department, you were loving this, right? You were into it. I think so. I think uh, this would be this would be a banner day. Oh, I heard heard five great new songs that I need to pick up on uh, Amazon Music. Yeah. You're writing checks that Psy can't cash, they say in that police department. Yeah, asked for evidence. <laughs> Open Dallas police style. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. FBI asked for evidence, and uh, people flooded it. Uh, evidence of wrongdoing, and people flooded their account with uh, cops beating up people from the protests. So. Yeah. Probably not what they were asking for. when you for. ask the uh, public mm-hmm. for this sort of thing. Uh Yeah. If this in this current climate maybe not a bad idea or uh, maybe not a good idea to do the uh the public forum somebody down there thought that was a good idea but i don't know mm-hmm. who it was they were dumb yeah 
Uh, let's go to Colorado for a story. Oh, no. It's where you live. Colorado Connection. Yeah, that's what we got here. Colorado man is facing drug charges. Oh, okay, sorry. Real quick on the Utah side. <laughs> you know the Hawkeye guy yeah. that was all over the news for Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrow yeah, Bow and Arrow Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided that he wanted to take to uh, Facebook or somewhere where he put up a video to explain himself. He's currently under mm-hmm. arrest, and I think out on, you know, awaiting arraignment. Oh, or yeah, awaiting trial, sure, awaiting, right. Uh, but anyway. So he's at his home uh, making uh, making I Facebook wish, videos. I wish, yes, I wish you were wrong. <laughs> he's not only that, but apparently he doesn't have good air conditioning because he's just sitting there in his underwear. Just, oh, geez, just, really? Yeah, and he's he's like a, I don't know, he looks 60-something. He's just all hanging out and, you know, not the fittest man I've ever seen. And he's just sort of laying yeah. there in his lumpy self and trying to explain himself and why what he did was great and sitting there in his underwear. Good job, Oh, man. that seems like um, the the message you don't want to send. Yeah, it's not really, <laughs> not really helping his case. Literally the message you don't want to send. Yeah, it's not really. I'd like people to hear my side of things. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Pay attention to my words and don't get distracted by random patches of hair and lumps <laughs> where there probably shouldn't be lumps. Yeah, although she get those checked out. DJ Shazzy in the uh, in the in the Jeff I almost said in the chat says, uh, "To be fair, the FBI is supposed to ne- investigate pre- police brutality." Yeah, no, that's true. They're supposed to. I hope they are. That'd be cool because mm-hmm. there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of all sorts of stuff going on, but that's definitely a lot of what's going on. So. Yes, please investigate those. I things. mean, I know it's a, it's an obvious thing to say, but there's got to be a way to to maintain the the camaraderie and the the fact that you've got to have each other's backs in the police department, but not have it go so far as to turn a blind eye when you see a fellow officer doing something wrong and yeah. you're like, well, I can't snitch on him because of the thin blue line or the the blue line. Yeah, like kneeling on a guy's neck until he dies, like that. That that would be a good example of this. Yes. Yeah. I think that seems like a thing they all should have maybe spoke up about. Exactly. They all had their. Be, there needs to be a, a middle ground. Didn't they all have their? Um, or no, the main the main cop had his charges increased increased to second degree murder because it was the, third. The other three guys were aiding and abetting. Is now what the? Okay, so they were they were officially charged as they're well. They're charged now. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's progress. Mm-hmm. Some. Um, okay, where are we here? Oh, police arrest a man who claimed he was making. Healthy meth in Colorado. Healthy meth. Yep. Comes in. It comes in a green box with a leaf on the. Yeah. <laughs> label. It's uh, you know, they're out there trying to do the right thing. Colorado man is facing drug charges after police said um, he told them he was attempting to create a healthy meth substance with. Ac- uh, how do you, uh, acai. 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 acai berries. I was. Acai wondering. berries. I've always yeah. heard it like. I don't know what I've heard. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's how that's how I was told because I used to pronounce it acai berries. Yeah, but it's acai berries. Acai berries. I believe somebody, somebody in the chat room is going to acai. Yeah, okay. So it's three syllables. Acai. Acai berries. That's dumb. That is That's dumb. That's dumb, and I. Re- <laughs> it is dumb. Who made that up? It's dumb. Acai. It's dumb. That's like it's the equivalent of going bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some acai berries. Bye. Bye. I hate that. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, maybe um, we could maybe we adjust the pronunciation of that thing and just kind of change it, change everything. Yeah, call it a, a, a chachi berry. I don't know. A chachi berry. Yeah. Joni loves a chachi berry. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, Craig Williams Rogers. Oh, he's trying to do this in his garage. And uh, 
the the search of the garage didn't turn up any meth, which is interesting. But anyway, Craig William Rogers, age 49, was arrested in suspicion of controlled substance possession, possessing of dr- possession of drug paraphernalia, and unlawful distribution, manufacturing, dispensing of a controlled substance. Longmont Times reported. Is that a oh, page? Wait, wait, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. Longmont is Longmont is um, north of northeast of Boulder, connected by a diagonal road affectionately called the Diagonal. Oh. <laughs> Really? And uh, I've yeah, when I was when I was doing Lyft, I'd start in Boulder, and I'd do all these great little short trips, beep, 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 all over, and then all, and then inevitably somebody would say, "I need to go to Longmont," and so it'd be like a nice forty-five minute drive from Boulder up to Longmont, at which time I wouldn't get any more rides. <laughs> oh wow, which is well, a bummer. That is a so, bummer. So um. Oh, okay. You know, Lenonade does bring up a good point. Can't really call it Hawaii, our state. It is Hawaii. Okay. Oh. Asai Hawaii. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lenonade. That's for, a for, good point. See, for, look at us. We're willing to admit when you guys make a good point. Exactly. We, we exactly. always are. One, <laughs> one state. Anyway. <laughs> um, one beautiful so law. They, yeah, go ahead. They searched this guy's garage where they claimed he had a meth lab and they didn't find any meth. So was it just, is he trying to make meth out of acai berries? It is so- that the deal? It sounds like it to me. Uh, he says, this is what he told officers. He says, I'm making a healthy meth substance in my home uh, because of these berries, according to yeah. that, according to the affidavit. Uh, booking documents do not indicate uh, if Rogers had an attorney who can speak on his behalf. Uh, they found the berry-like substance inside the lab, adding there's no way... Uh, or no possible way to make a healthy methamphetamine. No, uh, but they also said no no amount of meth is safe, whether it has a berry in it or not, says the police. Uh, it is a highly addictive, life-destroying drug. Well, I think we can all agree on that. Sure. Uh, but they also said no meth was found inside the house, the garage, uh, uh, or found inside the, the garage, but believes Rogers had the tools to make an ounce of the stuff a day if he wanted to, but they didn't find any. Uh, they said they will test the duplex where Rogers was living for meth contamination. He's scheduled for a formal filing of charges on Friday in Boulder District Court. Uh, yeah, if there's any if there's any part of the state that is going to work on a healthy version of meth, I would actually think it would have been Boulder as opposed to Longmont. But Longmont is kind of like the um uh what's what's uh what's a mont? It's, it's, Why is it long? <laughs> right you think it would be a long mountain yeah um it's it's like boulderless 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 it's, uh, okay a lesser version of boulder oh still okay. still hippie and some really actually cool trendy areas now that have opened up in there but it's like this the, the part the city that wants to be boulder i get that yeah there are places like that around here too yeah there are, uh there's lots of park city wannabes in our canyons lots of yeah. people trying to be park city they can't quite do it um all right oh by the way uh, good on good on this guy though for trying to come up with a healthy version of meth i think that that's that that actually should be applauded that actually should be mm-hmm. um supported <laughs> yeah let's support his berry meth <laughs> you know maybe maybe berries aren't the way to do it but maybe there's maybe it's spinach or kale kale meth well have you ever had a this is superfood scott have you ever had this berry i've never had this berry i don't think yeah you've, you've had this berry have i had if you've this got berry? any if you've got any any juice bar in the last five years you've had something with acai berries in it that's true i guess i have 
I've never really thought about it or looked at the ingredients of anything I've ever I've ordered and never I don't I just feel like a thing I don't get in my life very often. You know. Um, kind of a strawberry, raspberry, blackberry kind of guy. I'm boring. Are you? You go with the you go with the the standards, you know? The the Trinity. Oh, you know what I I saw this on TikTok and I am uh, this thing I saw on TikTok freaked me out. And I need to try okay. it myself. I haven't done it yet. But apparently, apparently, if you go apparently, buy, <laughs> I don't watch the TikTok. <laughs> if you go and buy a thing like what whatever those containers are of strawberries with the holes in it, you know the yeah whatever yeah that yeah, is. yeah the uh, the the plastic containers. Yes, you if you go buy one of those and then you put it in salt water or dump the berries in salt water in like a bowl, and then mm-hmm. give it a few minutes, a whole bunch of like millipedes and freaking bugs and earwigs and stuff come out of there out of the Shut bear up. that's what they i saw this on tiktok multiple times now it could all be faked it's totally possible so i need to do it myself but i'm kind of afraid to because i like me some bear i like me a berry you know hold on i'm like i gotta <laughs> let's see salt water how do i find this salt water i'm doing strawberry tiktok salt water <laughs> Berry bugs. Here Multiple it is. TikTok videos this week have shown that submerging so- strawberries in salt water for several minutes will drop the bugs that apparently live inside them. The bugs you've been consuming all along, if like me, are used to giving your berries a simple rinse before eating them. So, yes. Gross! They're coming out of the strawberries. Yeah, but and it's not stuff like little micro ones that you can't barely see or the little tiny ticky looking things. The ones I've seen are big old, big ass, freaking big ass ones. Here, chat yeah. room, I'm going to yeah. show a video. I'm going to show a video. We're going to watch this okay. one, and we're going to see this lady do it. All right, here we go. She's... All right, I wish I could so watch. How do you wash but your I can't. strawberries? Usually just in the sink, right? That's how right. I do it. But apparently, there's little bugs inside these guys. Okay. So what you do is you fill up a glass with water, fill it with salt, and after the salt is dissolved, you put the strawberries in. Let's see what happens. So she just puts a few in. It's moving. There it is. Oh, my God. I'm going to barf. There's something moving in her strawberry. Oh, that's so gross. I am so disgusted right now. Okay. Okay, put so it I in just the... woke up and the first thing that I thought about was those freaking strawberries. <laughs> it's not a dream, it's real. Okay, she's having too much fun. But the point is <sighs> Oh, they're teeny tiny little guys too. This this one's showing teeny tiny little uh I saw one where a big old freaking centipede looking thing came crawling out of there. I felt like catching it and giving it to Tom Nook or something. It was horrible. <laughs> blathers yeah blathers needs it on display Woo! <laughs> Woo! i was trying to sleep oh am i can i tell you how glad i am i'm not doing stickers in that place anymore good lord i was sick of that stickers yeah. oh the, you mean the stamps i yeah. just did the first day and said that's all i need i, I don't know, need but multiple every, but every day he would have to he'd tell you about it again oh i know right and you'd have to go through go through an entire uh him uh, like b b b b b get through this whole like discussion <laughs> thing and it didn't even end with, now that we've gotten through all that, how can I help you today? No, yeah. you had to start a second conversation with the damn guy. Yeah, it sucked. It was not no, great. No, It was have fine been, the first time. Have you been time. going to Marv's Island and taking pictures of the, oh, of the happy no, couple? No, I should do that, right? Right. Yeah, every day it's a different thing. So, like, you got to do a picture of their wedding ceremony and then the reception. What do you get for and that? I told... They give you something. You for get, that? Uh, yeah, you get heart crystals that you can use to buy other things for your island. Okay. All right. Yeah. Another currency to worry about. Uh, Another currency to worry about, and yeah. I don't know what you get when you take pictures of them recreating the wedding night, but it, it <laughs> proves to be, it pro- it'll, it'll prove to be an exciting uh, photo session. You'll get things you wish you didn't have in your head. All right. <laughs> Can't unsee what those llamas are doing. Nope. Um, all right. We're going to take our break. When we come back, Wendy will be here. We're going to talk about 
some pretty interesting concepts and also find out what's happening in her town in Minnesota where she is where all of this sort of sprang and see how she's doing and what they're doing in very positive ways to uh, help the community so we'll learn about that in a minute Uh, before that though a song presented and delivered by the hands of Brian Ibbett yeah so um, we're going to an artist from Australia I believe no I'm sorry England um, named Child C-H-I-L-D E, make sure you spell it with an E, uh, started writing music as a teenager and um, was inspired by folks like Tracy Chapman, Bright Eyes, Con- Connor Oberst, people like that, um, and uh, and then went to the Brit School in London, the performing arts high school that like Adele and Amy Winehouse and, and folks went to. Okay. Um, he uh, wrote this song. This, the song you're about to hear is called Bad Ideas, and it was inspired by a trip that he took with his dad. Um, when the two of them went on like a, uh, on, on holiday, as he said, and, uh, his dad allowed him to drink and I think even got him stoned and like took him to the pubs, like basically did really, uh, responsible father things. Wow. And hence, hence the name of the song being bad ideas from his uh, brand new single of the same name. Here is child and bad ideas. I'm a real crowd pleaser A precious stone that's been turned I fall in line and you'll say I'm alright You better run, 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 run You're a face for the pictures A rascal soul
Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about Magic Spoon. I can't believe how much I like Magic Spoon. I have to, okay, real talk here. I was skeptical because growing up as a kid, cereal was like the best thing, right? Sugar cereal. Hey mom, I want, you know, whatever sugar cereal you got. But now as an adult, can't really eat that stuff anymore. Can't do the carbs, can't do the sugar, can't do the unhealthy parts of things, you know? You're trying to trying to live better. So I opened up a box of this amazing Magic Spoon cereal, and I can't believe how good it is. And yet, it's the healthiest thing. So I really, really like it. Um, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net car uh, grams of carbs in each serving. All right? Zero, 12, and three. An amazing set of low numbers. There are four great flavors, cocoa, Fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I've tried all of them. They're all really good. I think if I had to pick a favorite, though, I'm probably going with fruity and blueberry. Again, it brings out the kid in me, I guess. They taste amazing. Honestly, a little too good to be true. It's just shocking. I, I was so skeptical going in. I know I keep pounding on this, but it's true. It's also keto-friendly, so if that's the kind of lifestyle you're living, you're going to love this. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And uh, man, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the 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 big the big kicker for me or the big takeaway is you can eat and feel like you were when you were a kid, and none of this stuff mattered. Didn't matter how full of sugar this stuff was. But as an adult and as a kid now, if you got kids, they're gonna love this stuff. Uh, go ahead and get it. Side note: some of the coolest art I've ever seen on a cereal box. I'm completely sold, and I am not saying that because they're sponsoring. I am saying it because I mean it. Here's what I want you to do. Go to magicspoon.com slash TMS, grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use the promo code TMS at checkout and get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash TMS and use that code TMS for free shipping. And we thank them again for sponsoring the show. Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Hi, Fred. How's the old golf game? Uh, don't ask. Six inches of snow and a blizzard on the way? What do you got in mind? Oh, how about some golf at Pebble Beach Saturday afternoon? Great. Anything to get out of here. The world of tomorrow will be as cold as sunlight 
tuned through photochromic windows. Americans can be very useful. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back. That was very good. I may have to check yeah. out the rest of their music. Now you know the rest of child music. C H I L D E is the pronunciation or uh, spelling of that one. They seem rad. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that kind of music. All right, we are. Moments away from being joined by and with Wendy and Dunford. Lo- okay. Located at 4221. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm officially texting Tina right now to say, we are never buying strawberries at the yeah, grocery store it's so again. Gross. It's so gross. Wendy, hi. What? How, are, how are you? Why? Don't tell me there's <clears throat> one more thing. All right. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what it is. And you need to, maybe you can try this. Just take a couple of strawberries when you get another, you know, when you get some. Yeah. Put I them have in some a, in my fridge right now. Put them in the bowl of dissolved salt, salt water. water. Yeah. I guess okay. dissolved matters. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, and apparently a whole bunch of bugs that live in this stuff will just come out and like swim around in the water. So that's just a thing. Oh, living, yeah. living in the strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Hey, it's protein, man. We got to get it somewhere. So listen, why do you know this? Uh, because I saw a bunch of videos. Yeah, I saw some videos on TikTok and they were all got this damn TikTok addiction. <laughs> people were putting uh, berries in a bowl of salt and this is the result. And it was pretty freaky. Oh my gosh. I have a question. What are, they, what are they like after the salt bath? Do they taste like salt strawberries? Oh, I'm sure they do. I don't. I, I mean, you salt is used a lot to sort of purge. Like if you're going to have crawdads or, you know, shrimp yeah. or whatever, you use salt to sort of purge the the the. I was kind of wondering that too, like. Do these people then just rinse off the strawberries and eat them, or are they too disgusted by all the worms that came out of them to... Uh... I mean, they probably could, right? Like, Well, I'm not going to do it until after I've eaten my thing of strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save one. That's what I'll do. I'll yeah. save one and do it afterwards. Save one and try <laughs> okay. it. I'm going to oh, do really? it today. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to look at what you just ate as opposed yeah. to what you could eat? <laughs> yep. I'm going to do it today <laughs> and test okay. it. I'm dying to know if I can get it to happen. And We just got new strawberries, so I'm totally going to try this. Anyway, uh, so there's that fun thing for uh, you to hear when you come on to the show. Yeah, uh, <clears> it's a uh, one more thing to think about. <laughs> it's my uh, my sister Wendy. She is a therapist and comes on the show on Thursdays to do Therapy Thursday to uh, help us with some of our problems. Sometimes we get emails, other things. Sometimes we just talk about topics. Lately, it's been you know kind of dealing with the the world as it is currently uh, unfolding uh, in front of us. And today will be a little bit of that, but. Um, you know, the one advantage that we have in talking to you is that you are in the state and near the city where this all kicked off uh, or, you know, the impetus for this tipping point. Uh, and it's easy to, uh, you know, for people on the outside to go, ah, more riots and or peaceful protests getting busted up by angry cops, all happening there in Minneapolis and you know, and across the country, you know, like it's, it's it's a lot of sort of all the bad stuff. And we don't hear a lot about what's happening on the ground in communities, people trying to help each other, that sort of stuff. And so um, you and I talked by text about this a little bit, but I am curious what you are actually seeing on the positive side, because clearly there is. We just aren't getting that as much. We don't hear about it as much. Yeah, well, and there's part of why, why you don't hear about it is because humans like uh we have a bias for negativity and it's because it's this ability it gives our brain like sort of the right rush of 
chemicals in order to sort of get us in a place to create safety, right? Because our sort of primary drives are safe and security, safety and security, survivalist stuff, right? Like I need water and I need food. Right. Um, I need to know that I'm safe. And so when we, you know, that's why the town crier was the town crier. We needed somebody to tell us that something that was, was going on so we could protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this has always existed. It's built into Ooh. our, our humanity mm-hmm. as it were. And um, it is natural for us to, and well, and, and the way the news works is nobody's paying them to tell us the nice things that happen, right? right? They, right. They're going to make their, they're going to, if we purchase it or consume it, then, you know, they're going to make it. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here still. Brian, for some reason, Brian got lost and I don't know why his internet may have gone down, but you and I are still here. Okay, great. Okay. Anyway, so like that's a very, um, it's an understandable thing, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, So there's that to start with. But again, I always find it interesting that it also doesn't pay to have some of the extra good stories. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in charge of the newspaper world, but. Right. I mean, boy, that's a great, that's an, that's a big question. Like for me lately, uh, you know, people are like, so, okay, here are the kinds of things you see on um, social media or even other places. Check out this video, the one the media doesn't want you to see. You know, you hear those sort of, sorts of things, and it, yeah. that gets used by everybody with a narrative. They all say this. Um, this is the video that, the, you know, the, the media yeah. doesn't want you to see. <laughs> and I hate it. I can't freaking stand that tactic. Um, but... Then I've then there are other people who are like, oh well, if it wasn't for the media giving these people exposure, we would never have this thing, whatever the thing is, right? Yeah. So then they're blamed for that. So they're either blamed for not showing something, or they're blamed for showing something, and maybe there's some monicum of blame to be taken. I'm not saying that you know the media does everything right, and by media I mean you know I don't know whatever the mainstream media even is now. Um, I'm not defending them; they've got their own problems. But it seems to me like we're probably they're probably too easy of a scapegoat um because they're in a business and 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 also we think of it as well most of us think of it as an important business to have like a free and open press despite it being sort of entrenched and also making a profit is important right because who else is going to talk about it how are we spreading the information like how do things get out there how do we know about a thing like an open and free press is an important thing in this country. At least I think a lot of people still feel that way. Um, So their motivation is to get the most eyeballs. And oftentimes getting the most eyeballs means talking about the most controversial thing or showing the most controversial thing or the thing that would, would incite the most frustration or whatever. I was thinking about yesterday, this, um, this okay hand signal that we've all, known our entire lives uh Mm -hmm. is you know sort of co-opted by a a certain segment of white supremacy but then there's a lot of talk about well it really isn't it started as a prank and then people bought into it and now it's just trolling when you see people do it but they're but also if they're trolling with it aren't they kind of doing it you know what i mean and they and a lot of people say well had the news not covered that and given that troll any any oxygen to breathe this would have never been a thing but now it's a thing and now you know blah 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 blah. i guess my right. point my point is like 
I think we're stuck with that. Whether we like it or not, when they when they tell us stuff we want to hear, great. When they tell us stuff we don't want to hear, great. But they're going to be there. They got to be there. They got to do their thing. But the last thing they're going to do for their lead story on a, on a Saturday night is go, well, they felt a lot of homeless tonight in Minneapolis. And also this guy donated a kidney. Like, they're not going to do that. Like, when are they going to do that? And why why not have I don't know. And I know there there's the Good News Network and there, you know, I think what's his name? Um John Krasinski, Krasinski did yeah. a whole thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an actual network of news. Um right. it's it has a different I think I'm saying the name. I'm getting the names mixed up. Um obviously you can find like Instagram accounts that just share good news and they're amazing. So like people are doing it on on a smaller scale, of course. But it is astounding to me what happens to us. And so I've experimented a little with this in the past of, you know, taking a morning and reading all the stories Mm -hmm. um, that you're going to have access to. And then the next day and then just paying attention for the day. And then the next day waking up and only reading good news and then pay attention to your day. It's shocking. Yeah, (laughs) it's shocking what happens. Right. And here's the thing. If anyone's listening and going, but you've got to talk about the real problems. It's like, okay, here's real quick. I will, we will get to the real stuff in a second. Mm-hmm. But this very fundamental challenge we have that, um, you know, when humans are afraid, um, there's a tendency to to fuel that fear with getting more information because information supposedly is going to make us safer because that is so built into our DNA. But there is the reality that we are if we don't have a balanced diet, it's really tricky to not be just consumed by fear and to reinforce your biases that already exist, your blind spots that are every one of us have, it's like they get locked in because there isn't some nuance that your brain can allow in, especially if we're not seeking out any nuance. And that's hard. I mean, journalism that is um, nuanced, long form, uh, it's rough. (laughs) That That doesn't, you know, we want a soundbite and we want to think we already know what it means. And that's just, it's how we're built. It's, we're visual. We are um, quick to come to a conclusion about something. And it just confirms our our, our, our biases, whatever they currently are. Right, right. So it's a tricky one. But I, so here's my lame attempt to uh, share some good news from the front of all of this. Right. Um, so I have, my neighbor across the street is a police officer. And... Um, so I've had some conversations with them and their family that have been really, really amazing to um, interact with them. He is not in the Saint or in the Minneapolis Police Department, which is the the ones that uh, or the four guys are from, and obviously where everything took place. He's on the St. Paul side. So the Twin Cities, they're twins, but they're not exactly the same. <laughs> they're not, ident- not identical. No. <laughs> the twins. Uh, no. Anyway, and the training they've the the St. Paul Police Department has had and you know you know I'm hearing from someone who has gone through it and has worked there a long time so it's it's nice to have um a conversation face to face with somebody who who is an amazingly good person a good dad and just how heartbreaking and and the other day he goes he's like I must be I'm part of the pro I don't know I don't I feel like I've done the right things and he was kind of going on this sort of Maybe I'm the bad guy. Just really, really stressed out. And I mean, working constantly. Everyone, every single current police officer is doing 12-hour shifts back to back to back. You know, like they're exhausted. And 
he's wondering this question. And I said, you know, I think if you're, if you're capable of wondering that, then you're not the bad guy. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like when someone says to me, am I crazy? I'm like, mm, if you're asking that you're not crazy. If, right. Right. Like having enough insight to, to say, am I, where are my blind spots? Right. And, and looking at it. So that's been some of my conversations with him. And I've heard some, some really lovely things about some things that are happening between people and the pe- the police in his department and how they are handling and, and trying to deal with such a difficult situation. So there's that side. And then the other is this is um, there was a call put out. So when this all started and stores were being destroyed and fires were occurring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever there's a fire and fire fighting, you know, the water damage that is left is tends to be the worst part. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have whole blocks that were on fire or water damaged or broken glass and all of the things. Um, and as soon as it was safe for anyone to go into that space, I mean, you had thousands and thousands of people in Minnesota just converge into the city. I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder, brooms and garbage bags and cleaning. And some good friends of mine went at various times. And sometimes it was safer or easier to be down there. Other times it was less so. Um, we sent my friend in who's six foot five and like 300 pounds. He did it first. Yeah, <laughs> We're cool. like, you go first and <laughs> just be, just be, you could be physically intimidating if you need to be. So that's great. Anyway. So, uh, I did have a friend tell me sweeping out a target, um, you know, sweeping out, she said there was two feet of water in the entire target. And she said, they're just in there sweeping and with these big water boots and trying to clean out and salvage things. And she's like, you know, you're, you're watching, you know, the little dollar bins, you're seeing like a little kid's pair of sunglasses float by or, mm. you know, the target symbol on a product float by. It was just surreal yeah. um, to be there, but you know, thousands and thousands of people. So they all did, and they kept going back every single day. And, and then families started going in and kids helping. And I mean, it's just constant and money being raised and, you know, water brought to, Pro t- peaceful protesters and people helping them because they're there for very good reasons. And um, anyway, and then here's this, this is my favorite story. So 85 uh, families are really, really close to right there from a perspective of, so the schools are, have been a great asset because they know the families, they know where the kids are. Yeah. Um, the social workers in each of those places have some context for what's going on. Um, and so somebody at a, a middle school that was really nearby, um, asked for 85 bags of groceries and just put a call out, went out across Facebook or wherever. And could you bring it tomorrow between eight and 12 and just bring it to the, the junior high, which was, was not, um, burned or anything. It was, it was still standing. Right. And that next morning, and a friend of mine was actually there for this. She said it was <laughs> insane. They brought 10,000 bags of groceries. Oh, geez. That's oh, wow. that's insane. Yeah, that's a lot. And people sat in their cars <clears throat> for hours to pull up to drop off some groceries. And so now we have 10,000 bags of groceries. And that's too much food. <laughs> like, it's a problem. <laughs> right? And uh, so now... we still no toilet gonna... paper, strangely. And still yeah. no Plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> Not really. But anyway, so it's, it's one of those things that it's like so many people want to help. They don't know what to do. So they're just going to do something and then... Now we have food we got to deal with. And so here's where uh, I got a chance to be involved. And I was thrilled because it does. It makes you feel so much better to have a, 
a part to play and, and, and we can talk about what, why and what that means. But, um, so my friend runs girls on the run here. And if anyone has some money burning a hole in their pocket and wants to donate to an amazing thing, it's girls on the run twin Cities specifically. Um, she's a program director there and she cares a lot. And she said, you know what, what are my skill sets that I can apply to this right now? And their skill set is Every year. So what Girls on the Run is, is it's a program for, for girls between the age of, um, I don't know if it's age, but it's grade-based, so like third and fifth grade. And they do all this self-esteem work. They do all this. It's all research-based. It's fantastic. Um, and these training sessions, and they have coaches from the community that come and do it. Sometimes teachers do it. And it's at an after-school thing. And then these kids all run a 5K at the end of the term. So they do these 10 lessons. I believe it's 10. And then they have an adult running buddy that runs with them and you just celebrate these girls and the long-term impact is awesome. Like mm-hmm. super research-based. It's amazing. Right. Well, she knows every single school. She knows every single social worker in every single school. She, you know, that, that uses this program. So she just made a call and said, what does everybody need? And got a specific list and did a sign-up sheet. And in 12 hours, she had all the food necessary to feed two or 300 families and give them toiletries. And then uh, while we were doing the food drive, it was awesome. And it's organized because that's all they do. They organize hundreds of people all the time, right? right? So they had their little thing up. It was in their parking lot. And we all gathered the food. And a big old truck pulled up and dropped off two pallets of food. And we were like, well, what's this? And he's like, oh, you know those 10,000 bags of groceries? <laughs> Here's some of them. <laughs> so it was awesome because we absolutely had a home for everything. And we we could give directly to the coaches or the social workers. We could hand them um, the groceries and it would go right to those families. And people donated buses for us to carry it. I mean, it's just, it's magical to be a part of something like that. Yeah. To say, we are meeting a very basic need. And it's where we know we can help food and diapers and formula and these people don't have access to public transport because it's been been closed the whole time right and there's not a store for miles that they could go to right so they are literally in the desert food wise right um and so it's it's like we can do this very basic thing and this is what we can do right now what can we do in the future we will see but it's just like the most wonderful experience to be around and well to be a part of and and to observe so much goodness right so much actual care and to propel a movement forward where people feel safe in this country when they have not ever felt safe right where maybe we're just giving someone a sandwich but somebody needs to give somebody a sandwich as well you know so there's there's value in having getting your hands dirty in some way or giving your money in some way to feel like you have um some control so what we tend to do is we either Let's scare ourselves to death to feel like we have knowledge that gives us control. But I would argue, and there's research to back me up on this, that to, it's to do to do something actionable, which is why protesting um, feels so inviting and good, especially because we've just all been stuck in our houses for three months um, because it, it's you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And so it's psychologically that's we are driven to do that when there is a crisis. How do you do? So, uh, so let me ask you this question: If you're, um, I don't know, I guess right now since this is affecting pretty much every city across the country, 
in some cases major or not, I mean, holy crap, it happened here. So if it happens in Salt Lake, it can happen anywhere. Um, where? How do you know who to talk to or find out how you can be that kind of on-the-ground help? Well, and I'm not, I mean, I have enough conservative friends in my life and people that I love and care about to know that there is some some very, uh, and not just conservatives, I, I would say, well, it's pretty much all the old white ladies I talk to, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> there's obviously fear and pearl clutching that sort of happens. Right. And, and some mm-hmm. of it is to think about your own lived experience. So if you have only experienced, um, a time your neighbor's car got broken into, or you lost your wallet and no one returned it, right. That's going to be a lot of middle-class white people's experience with, um, something, you know, like that's really scary and it, it, it invades your personal space and you hate it and it feels crappy. Mm-hmm. So to watch looting happen, your lived experience may connect you to the feeling of when you've been threatened mm-hmm. or that feel. And so, so you maybe jump on the criticism about looting doesn't solve anything. And you just kind of, you know, so then right then you're getting dopamine by yelling at your TV or telling your friend that, you know, oh, just can't believe they, and, and maybe that's where you start and you, you know, you you take some of that out there. And so from that side, or just people are awful and you can just go sit in your house and try to feel safe by thinking people are awful. Um, I, I would argue that that, isn't a great step. (laughs) Um, I would argue that this, this first step ultimately, and there are really great resources and we can talk about those and I can send you a few that if you guys want to post them that are, that are helpful because these are not ones that started on Monday. These are resources where people have been working for their lifetimes, um, to improve things for communities of color. And, you know, one of the things that's very clear and we're new to Minnesota. So we just, thought everyone was happy go lucky had no idea um but you know turns out we are spending a lot of our time educating ourselves on the specific racist policies that have been in place for so long here um two freeways that we drive on were are insane ex- examples of redlining so they there was two neighborhoods of uh wealthy black communities um one was very middle class, the other one pretty wealthy. And both of those neighborhoods were um, basically destroyed so that two freeways could be put in. And so the way that roads work here is really weird and really connected to how segregated this city has become. So we destroyed areas where it was a growing sort of middle, upper middle class um, black communities. And then it's really clear, like the freeways block in certain communities. Um, and the way the policing works is, you know, we have a law in particular in Minnesota where, um, there is no citizen review board of any police activity. And most major cities have that. We have a state law that says it is illegal to create such a thing. So you tell me that isn't part of the problem. Absolutely. Right. So you can go historically all the way, all the way back. You will find, you know, decision after decision where, members of the communities of color were not invited to any table to have a discussion. Right. And so those policies again and again and again, build up to this moment where the police here have had lots of problems. This isn't new in Minneapolis specifically, obviously, but it was a powder keg for all the reasons that that it was. Um, And then 
I mean, and here we are, right? So there's there's reasons. And I think everyone's city has its own history with this type of thing. So maybe it's finding, choosing to educate yourself on what's happening. I think we're we're passive recipients of social media and news sometimes. And then we we have a fight online every once in a while, or we get in the comment section and our brain is telling us, well, you're doing something, but I don't know. Are you, I don't, I'm not sure you are. So I have decided personally that this is, this is it. This conversation right now is the only one I'm going to have about this because I don't want to waste any of my dopamine. Mm. So my dopamine is not going (laughs) to a comment section. It's not going to Mm -hmm. try to blah, blah, blah. It's going to, We've, we've had, or yeah, yeah it's, right here. It, mm-hmm. it's going to motivating me to do some things that I, I do care about education. Um, in particular, I've noticed since I've gotten here, this isn't new, the disparity, um, between African-American outcomes and white kid outcomes is alarming and the biggest in the country. I mean, my kids are benefiting from one of the best schools in the country. And it's because I'm a white lady and I can afford to live out in the suburbs, right? Right. And so to to really dig into my own stuff and and my own biases, my own blind spots, and have conversations with my kids. So I'm gonna start really small at home and I'm not gonna waste my dopamine on anybody else yet, right? And then and it's not even that. It's that it it takes I think a lot of people just want everything to go back to normal right? Just go back to normal. Like what's freaking normal. It's 2020. Mm -hmm. Nothing is normal. (laughs) Yeah. There's no going back to something normal. So maybe it's, what do we each need to to do? And, and some of it is telling stories with our loved ones about our own experiences. Like the, and I told this story on, I'm not going to tell the story again, but I told on this show a long time ago, the first time I realized I had white privilege, the first time it slapped me right in the face. Um, at, at that Walmart when that that dude pulled me out of the line and I was the only one he served, the manager of the, the store, and then he closed the thing right after me and everyone around me was brown. Yeah, that was, and, I remember you telling me that. I was like, are you kidding me? What the freaking crap? And then why did I not chase him down, right? And so I have to ask, you have to ask yourself questions, you know, like, well, I benefited from so many things, but I just didn't know. So I, I'm not I'm not the worst human on earth, but can I do something? Heck yeah. So can I stay away from just slacktivism? Because slacktivism is easy, right? I can just sit on my couch. I can tweet what I want. I can da 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 da. So it's, it's saving some of that energy to do something that you care about. And so that's what I loved about the Girls on the Run thing. It was lift where you are already standing, right? Like we are already, she is already geared up and ready to be able to pull this amazing thing off. It was amazing to watch. And yet for her, it's what she would do on a Tuesday with her job. And so, you know, do it. So that's kind of it is like all that good I have been seeing here in Minnesota is because people are good and then they lift where they can. They, they give it a shot, right? Like, and so is there a lot more work to do? Yes. And, you know, but where are you right now? And for your own sort of mental health and safety, because you know what, by doing that, I felt a thousand times more safe and in control, even though that's an illusion. I'm not any more safe or in control, but you know, it, it really, there is so much power in, in being face to face with someone and doing something good. Now, obviously you have to wear a mask and this makes everything that much harder, but you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
it's funny. I had this I had this experience yesterday where it hit me. Now I've got people going, "Hey, I'm really uh, grateful that you guys have talked about some of these issues on your shows and used your platform in a positive way." Or I'm really glad you're using your Twitter platform to call out some of these injustices and, you know, that you're, you're helping and not, not being part of the problem, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of nice little compliments. And it hit me yesterday. I like a ton of bricks kind of like dad used to say, hit me like a ton of bricks. He'd always say, um, that it's not, I'm grateful that, that, that they see it as positive, but it's not like, it's not like I had to sacrifice anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like how easy is it for me, a white dude, like you said, on my couch with a, with a pithy reply to the Washington Redskins about how they maybe ought to look at their own stuff before they start telling us how supportive they are of racial equality. Uh, and thinking, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that smart one I put up there on Twitter. Take that world. But I'm doing it from this position of safety. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm not putting anything on the line by doing that. And what kicked it off for me was a guy I was reading uh, on Twitter. He said, I've owned this story. It was a store owner somewhere. I've owned this store for 20 years or whatever it was. I don't remember the exact details, but the gist of it was I've owned this store and I have never once on any social media or any public advertising made it known that I am a black person and this is a black owned business. And I didn't do that because I was afraid to do it, that it would lose business, that it would cause problems, that I would be making myself a target. Real fears from a person with, you know, with real reasons to fear. And he says, today I'm changing all of that. And he's, you know, I think very bravely making, making the point that I'm not going to hide behind that anymore. He had reason to hide behind it because he had real threats to him, Right not just perceived threats. Like it's a real threat to him. Easy for me to say this, this is terrible. We need to finally fix the 200 years of racial injustice in this country. And I really truly believe it. Like, I believe this is a tipping point. I believe it's important. I believe that black lives matter. And I not only believe that I believe that their voices matter and listening to what they have to say matters. All of that is true, but I'm still doing it from a position of safety. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really putting myself out there when I say this stuff. I mean, I, I want to be. That's out of the desire to be doing that. And that's why I asked you, how can people get involved in their communities more? But I'm, but I'm not really. And it hit me yesterday, like, a, like, like I said, a ton of bricks. I had to just kind of lay down on the couch and think about it for a while. Because would I be so vocal and so upset and so any of that if I thought my family was at risk or my... Um, you know, that, that, that it was, I, you know, if I was putting a, a target on my head as a, as a black person would be, if they were putting themselves out like that, no, I'm not, I'm doing this from this, like, I'm not saying it isn't worth it and it's not important. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. I'm not, I am not some brave warrior in this. Mm-hmm. I am agreeing with the brave warriors and I want to help supporting them supporting the brave warriors, but you want to but be I'm a brave not that, warrior yourself. Yeah. And I'm not that, I know mm-hmm. that I'm not that guy. And I think it's okay to face that head on. Cause it was a real learning experience for me to know, you know, we're not, <laughs> it's so easy to even, even <laughs> it's easy to point at people and say, Oh, you think all lives matter. You're making this about you or whatever. Right. You can criticize that all day. 
But in some ways, those of us are, who, are, who are really with this and want positive change, in some ways, we're not all that different. We're, we're doing it from a privileged position. It's literally the, the safety, definition of the privilege. The safety of our couches. Yeah. Like, like when we said the selective. Yeah, it's well, just a, it's a, it's a, I don't, I'm probably not explaining this very well, but you, no, you, you are, you're explaining it perfectly. And I, th- I think there's, the key here is being uncomfortable, right? Being for five friggin' minutes, being uncomfortable and going, oh, I am part of this and I am ill-equipped to have these conversations. My first client on Monday, Tuesday, so whatever, you know, it all started, is is somebody from Nigeria, but has lived here since she was a teenager. So she is real, real recent African-American. Mm-hmm. And I just dared. And I was like, I have, I'm so ill-equipped. Like, I don't even know how to do this. And I usually have an idea what I'm doing in therapy. At least I, I think I do, right? Yeah. And it, that was my ton of bricks moment. And she helped me through and that sucks that she has to help some dumb middle-aged white lady handle her feelings i swear (laughs) if i have one more white lady talk about how sad she is i want you to take that sad and i want you to do something so so actually let's talk about that for a second that what can you do i think at the very core and of course it's my worldview and so everyone has their own i always like to take people's occupation and then help draw analogies from it because what you do like, say you're a carpenter. Well, I got a, I got a hammer, so I'm seeing a lot of nails. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, can we mm-hmm. work with that? Mm-hmm. Can we work with you need to use your hands to do a thing and then, like, find what you're good at? My friend who organizes giant races and makes sure three, third to fifth grade girls feel loved and safe, like, she just did her jam. Like, mm-hmm. she just was herself, right? right. With, with an awareness of her privilege and with, uh, an eye to, I've got to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do what I'm good at to make sure someone else can do what they need to do. So this moves forward. Right. So, so I think of what I, my training and what, um, what I would offer anyone to think about. And I, I am definitely not the first to say this. Um, but this concept of listening, right. Like really hearing what someone's been through, um, what they're, their lived experiences. So it's easy to go, oh, there's a black owned business guy. And he said he'd never, you could go like, oh, okay. But really stop and hear it and think about, you know, you put any one of your people. So maybe it's a white person. Maybe it's a religious person in your religious community. Maybe it's someone with your last name. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. And you put them under the knee of a cop for eight minutes while people watch. And just put yourself there. So listening has so much power because it can build empathy, right? You can actually put yourself in someone's shoes. You can feel that. But here's where, as the therapy trick that is, that is, which I wish I could give all of us as we attempt to listen, to really hear other people, is to not make it about you. Now, I just said, hey, get in their shoes. That's to, to understand their feeling. Yeah. For empathy, right. Yeah, but to not make it about you while they are making you uncomfortable. That's what we're not great at. So when I have a client who's going to tell me some story that has zero impact on me, I can absolutely listen, be empathetic and be present. It's not making me uncomfortable. But as soon as they're going to talk about a thing that hits one of my buttons, right? Um, Like one of my buttons currently is someone calling all of this just riots and looting and going on and on, especially if they're a white lady. 
So that is one of my buttons. So I have to really dig deep and take a breath and still meet them where they are and listen because that's their lived experience, right? Yeah. So I think that is what is, is a huge thing that is called for and that everyone needs to attempt. And so I do think social media culture has let lend itself to all of us just knee jerk saying the thing that our, our reactivity to something, right? So you put, push my button, I respond. And now we're all responding based on those things, not responding. And, and I think people are trying, absolutely trying to respond out of genuine care and genuine concern and trying to be available to be uncomfortable, right? right? Because me not knowing for all my life until I was 30 that I had any advantage, right? That just wasn't conscious, right? right? right. And we grew up in a biracial family. You think we would have had experiences prior to that. Maybe yours was younger, but I never saw it. I just know people thought I was way taller than my sister. That was about my understanding. For, I was for me, it was just like an aberration of like, you know, occasionally something would happen that time Matt got um, called a chink on the bus. Mm. And uh, my only experience up to that point was my dad saying that as a term of endearment in the house. So to me, to me and Matt, it didn't sound right. It was like, wait, you're saying that thing my dad says when he's joking. You know, we could argue whether dad should be, should have ever said that or not, but it doesn't matter. The point is we knew it was a term of endearment with him and this other guy was saying it in this really mean way and then I watched Matt kick the crap out of him. But the point is <laughs> I hadn't really, that was maybe the first time I'd really ever experienced that head, headlong. You know, like right, and and your experience wasn't necessarily that you were being benefited because your skin color. Right, you were just witnessing. And I read an article yesterday that was, I think it was in the Atlantic. It was fantastic. Um, um, I should know better before I talk about it, but it was a woman who was adopted, a black woman who was adopted into a white family, and she has this experience where she's five, where a girl takes her out to the lake and they're all sort of swimming and she asks if she can take her further out and her mom says yeah and she takes her out and drops her in the water and she can't swim and she's drowning and finally an adult came and saved her and all of these kids are just watching as as you panically are watching this happen and she's the only child that's black of course and she didn't know this till years later but that girl who dropped her off in the water walked away and called her the n-word so it was racially motivated and she, she, the story she's describing is not that just all these white people are watching. It's her sister who is watching, who's also white, but watching. Yeah. And this idea of standing back and being so confused, like, I don't know what to do. It's not, it's not my job. And, and, and so you have this sort of dynamic where, where have we been in all of this? And I, we've talked enough about race on this show. I don't think we've steer, steered clear of it. By any means, I don't know if we've talked a lot, lot about it, but um, you know, it's the kind of thing of like, where, where was, where was I standing while that girl was drowning? Um, and would I, would it be different? Groups are fascinating things, and life is tricky. And so it's not all about like, oh, shame and blah, bad, and I'm horrible. But let's have some uncomfortable conversations and some moments of self reflection. I think that's, that is, if you haven't done that, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that would be, be huge to really listen and be very careful to not make your black acquaintances suddenly responsible for your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, they've spent their whole entire lives being responsible for everybody's feelings and managing other people's feelings. Like, 
let's stop with that. So don't put on them that, you know what I mean? But like, really do your own work. And that's why I talk about dopamine. Like, I'm not posting on Instagram. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want, like, I have nothing wise to say. So all of you should just go listen to somebody else because it's really obvious to me that I have more to do and I don't, don't want to lose my dopamine. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's kind of a weird way you, of putting it, but you, you got to get it in a different way. You got to, um, I know because dopamine can come, you know, the way, here's how people should look at it. Like, if you if you really want to think of the drug the drug comparison of you know you've got your own drug dispenser in your head and you really want to get a good hit <laughs> figure out a, a really majorly cool thing you could do that would actually literally really truly help somebody in this man mm-hmm. your dopamine receptors are going to fly off the handle you're going to be like a freaking <laughs> meth head by the end of the day it'll be amazing <laughs> so it's probably a bad example but you know what i mean like like really yeah. get it that way the little micro ones you get from being pithy or thinking you know it all, or you telling off your mother-in-law or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Did you tell off your mother-in-law? No, but I had to block a family member. My mother-in-law is actually doing pretty good in this, um, surprisingly, because she's got tendencies. But, um, I mean, when I say tendencies, she's got a lot of back history that <laughs> they has, she has her biases. Let's just put it that way. But um, I had to block another family member from everything. Um because it's just, I can't, I can't do it. I feel like, I feel like the cause, sometimes the cause is slightly lost or at the very least it needs to be on hold while I, while I attend other meaningful things in my life. And, uh, that's where that one's at. <laughs> so I don't there even know go. if they know that, that they've been completely blocked <laughs> out by me, but they'll start. Are they to- blocked from listening to your podcast? Cause maybe they know. If oh, I don't. I, yeah, I, they may be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me if they do or don't. I, I like, right. I'm at that stage where I'm in complete, like I'm ignore mode. Mm-hmm. But, um, right. if you know, <laughs> there may be some family events eventually when social distancing is less strict and, I may or may not go to ones that they go to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Haven't decided yet. But uh, yeah. anyway, point is, yeah, these are the the the, the act of listening. So it's funny, it's just outside of times like this, it's always a topic, right? Oh, learning to listen is a great skill. Listener, True listeners are the best leaders. And, you know, you always hear these sort of platitudes about listening. And I feel like it's all come to come to this. Like how good are, how good is your listening skills? Did you pay attention in school when they taught you what the difference between listening and talking was and why you listen and how to focus on what someone's saying? And like, now we're, now we have to use it, you know, and we're all different levels of bad at it. Seems like. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe you are, have been an ally for a long time and maybe you have um, more of these skills and, you know, this, this is a, I've been, my brain tends to take negative things and make them positive very quickly, almost, almost obnoxiously. Like I think Adam is constantly like, why can't you just be annoyed by something longer (laughs) or (laughs) sad by something longer or whatever? Like we've lost a ton of money one time because of a thing that happened that was out of our control and had to pay out some money immediately. It was awful. And it it was like 30 seconds. And I went, well, that's what it is. And he's like, seriously, can't we just be real mad? So I have a problem with that. I get it. Yeah. And I'm doing it a little bit here, which is like, this is a gift, right? On one hand, first of all, when do you have a pandemic? When do you have Donald Trump as president? When do you have um, that event occur and be so clearly filmed? And then you have people responding in a way and, and 
and justice maybe being served. I mean, I know it's not all over, but there's some some other things that have led up to this. And my brain has a hard time not going, this is the best thing that could have happened. And that we we have a chance for something really good to come out of that. And I know that's Pollyanna. And I'm sorry when everyone only sees dark clouds. Um, I get it. But there is there is something about that this m- moment might matter. And it feels historic and amazing. And, and last night I had a, a conversation with uh, one of my friend's daughters. So she is... Uh, biracial. She's triracial. She's Mexican and Japanese and Caucasian and amazing and lives in LA and is ready. I mean, boots on the ground. She's 15. I think she's 16 actually now. And she is just a lovely human being. And she's like, I just, I want to be part of this. I, I want to make a difference. This matters to my life too. Not only, you know, just because I live in LA and just because I'm an American citizen, but also because I don't know what's happening for me in the future either, you know? Right. And we had this conversation and I cannot tell you, I thought we are going to be fine. <laughs> if there's one kid like this, we are <laughs> going to be fine. Right. Cause if there's one, there's gotta be more. And, and yeah, that's a great so, way to look at it. Like I've, I've had similar experiences lately where else uh, a kid will say a thing, um, you know, neighbor kid or somebody. And I'm just like, you know what? They're going to see this. They're going to take this and make some change. Like there's a real, there's a real chance here for that. Like a real chance for some change and maybe more than ever. Right. We got a real tipping point moment and, Mm -hmm. um, enough is enough moment. And maybe we can do the right thing with it. We, um, Tina said that last night on the news, they were talking about that, that, uh, last night was the first night that the peaceful protests ended and, and dispersed. And there was no rioting, looting, anything like that. Like this was a completely peaceful protest night. and. Um, now it feels like, all right, this is where the message can finally come through. But it also is like, all right, we're turning a corner. People are realizing that, yeah, this is, this is how the conversation needs to happen to, to open people's eyes and, and not distract from the actual message with, with the violence and the, um, uh, and the destruction. Sure. Uh, I got, um, Brian, uh, Brian Dunaway did a really good thing. Uh, he said this, and you don't usually hear stuff like this out of our friend, Brian. Because he usually kind of keeps to himself and doesn't really get involved. But he says, uh, saying all lives matter is the equivalent of seeing someone pleading for help, saying they don't want to drown, and you yelling back, nobody wants to drown, and then walking away, feeling better about yourself for having corrected their dying words. And I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of wisdom in that. And mm-hmm. um, we've got to start looking at it that way. Uh, somebody replied to him and says, what about the Asian lives and the Oceanic lives and the African lives? And he said... Um, is that a genuine question of concern for their lives or are you just using other tragic injustices to distract us from the drownings right in front of us? I don't know if I've ever heard him talk so Wow, no kidding. Eloquently Usually it's, anything. oh, hi. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Normally I'd say, uh, Brian, you, sn- you got like a leak, gas Did leak or something? somebody hack or, you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on? But um, I, I, it really uh, hit me hard and, and it's a, it's a it, there's, some, there's some real truth there. So anyway, uh, this has been good. I well, think. But let me say one, yeah. one last thing with what you said with Brian and with you guys. And, you know, everyone's sphere of influence is where their sphere of in- influence is, right? And so when you have a platform and you can um, have conversations, I, I've, I've always admired your ability, Scott, to, to ask a troll to tea <laughs> and mm-hmm. let's have a conversation. Yeah. 
Um, that they is hard to do. They don't and always do it, by the way. They often I know, just they don't, don't, don't want to go. Yeah, the no, they like to fire their bombs out of anonymity and then hide. And then hide, right. yeah, often. Right, and honestly, it's such a sad, it's a sad existence when you when you're missing some connection, right? And and you're offering connection. And I think, you know, with your platform, you can, and Brian can say that, and and people may listen more than others. I, I know people like to criticize celebrities, but guess what? They have a platform. Um, and, you know, Billie Eilish, for example, I don't follow her on anything, but I did see her analogy for the all, white, all lives matter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she said if, you know, the fire department was called to put out a house fire, but they had to dose every single house on the way before they got to the house on fire, then you know it's a problem and yeah. and so okay can she say that and her one billion followers does it matter i mean i, I think it does um, oh yeah but you an and you have that i don't really have that and that's okay i don't really want that i want to know that i can do the things that i know how to do and that's everybody right so wherever you are um, and I, I think i sent you this and it's i i love sweden of course and they have their own problems believe me they're not perfect but man i i feel like they're ahead of us <laughs> in so many ways um but a, just a story about a woman who was an adult before anyone called her the n-word isn't that amazing right she's not a five or six year old kid which is a really common experience in uh america these kids will hear this very young mm-hmm. um and and all that that means and she was on a, a train in sweden and an old lady near her, clutched her purse and moved away from her and called her the N-word. And one by one, everyone on that train stood up for her mm. and said, no, no, <laughs> not okay. Yeah. And so that's her first experience. Can you imagine? Right? Now, obviously, a bunch of neo-Nazis in your train car is going to be a lot harder to defend than an old lady with a purse, right? But it's it's that idea of Hey, maybe you're on a train and you can do something right in that moment, or maybe you can write something, or maybe you can, in my case, I give food. That's like a thing I, I know people need, and I know I can do it and I will help people so that they can help people with food and right. So just find your place that you're already in and do something. And then for some people, you're going to be called to do more. Um, so maybe that's a, a, a combo of do something where you stand, but also, do some work on being uncomfortable with some of these feelings and some of this experience and doing your work. And then, I, I mean, I feel like I say this every week, do your own work, do your work, do your work, do your work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair. Well, it's because you're always giving us homework. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Homework America. Stop being racist. Yeah. Cool. Quit being <laughs> racist. Uh, there'll be a quiz on Monday. Come on back and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good stuff as always. Um, I hope uh, things continue to uh, look up and not down out where you are. And uh, some people in the chat were like, wait, Wendy's not in Sweden still? I'm like, yeah, she's been here for like two years now. Yeah. yeah. Home yeah. For I'm bit. in the Sweden of America. She is in the Sweden <laughs> of America. <laughs> There's some real uh, systematic yeah. racist problems. Yeah. Other, other than that one huge thing. It's very yeah, Swedish. Right. Lots of lakes, you know, yeah. very, very uh, Swedish-like. That's true. Uh, so I don't know what we'll talk about next week, but don't worry, everybody. We'll have something. Uh, we'll, we'll think of something. Last night I was like, oh, what are we even going to talk about? And of course, Wendy had ideas. So uh, I would love uh, someone to send in an email. That would be great. We've got, <laughs> I, I have a, so this is an interesting effect of all of this. Um, our emails vastly increased during the pandemic shutdown. 
yeah. and have the opposite completely dried up during the riots or during the uh, the protests. I don't yeah. I, I I have theories as to why that is, but I don't really you know I don't really know. Um, there's no show. I think what it is, everyone's attention is glued to some screen somewhere, uh, either interactively or otherwise, and they just are there. You know, their their personal problems, questions, things that we would normally hit on Therapy Thursday have just taken a back seat. So yeah, uh, hopefully right. some of you will feel better about cracking open that email and letting us know because we'd love to hear from you. The morning stream at gmail.com is where you can send it, uh, and, and all the other ways we get stuff. Okay. Wendy, have a fantastic week. I hope the kids are good and uh, let us know if you need anything from us. (laughs) I don't know what what that would be, but uh, (laughs) probably nothing. We'll see you later. Okay. Losing my voice there. Uh, Brian, it's uh, now that time. It's that time where we pretty much end the show, except for this. I want to go ahead and give a shout out. We we mentioned during the pandemic times, wanted to give people pimp time. That's what we'll call it. Or maybe not. Maybe we should call it. um, (laughs) I don't know. Time to honor those pimps in our community. Yes. uh, uh, Here's a pimp. No, this is Jason. uh, Plug time. Plug time. Plug time. He wrote in says, hey, guys, my friend Jonathan does voice and marketing work locally here in Houston. And business has taken a nosedive since the Rona hit, so we are working a second job at a nearby grocery store to make up for the slack now. I was wondering if you could mention his website on the podcast uh, someday when you have time. The address is www.jonathanlowvoice.com. That's Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, low, L-O-W-E, voice.com. So he just does, it's not that he has a low voice, it's L-O-W-E voice. Yeah, like going to Lowe's, you know, like getting a a sprinkler. Getting sprinklers at Lowe's. Uh, Here's a general voice demo. I'm just going to play a little bit of it from his website. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is cool. Check this out. Here we go. music there at the beginning mm-hmm. as one might expect I wonder something something important is about to be said yeah I can feel it you can tell by the music yeah this is a love story this is also the story about a little children's hospital that grew over a century into a complex academic medical center it's very good it's very good. very good yeah yeah hire that guy hire him to do the intro to your podcast that's right uh, the address again, Jonathan Lowe with an E, voice.com. And uh, go check it out. Thanks, Jason, for letting us know. Very good. Um, all right. That's the end of this show. We're done. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow afternoon for a Patreon only, Patreon, or uh, excuse me, t- uh, TMSPM, which will happen at 3 30 Mountain Time. Pretty sure Dan will be with us. Got to check with him, make sure his schedule's a little nuts right now, but. Uh, think we'll have him on and uh that'll be good so check it out if you are interested in getting that and you're not a patron you could literally sign up right now for a buck a month and you'd get that episode so uh you get your own rss feed if you want to get the audio only if you want to be there for the live one we put it up on patreon right before we go to to air i gotta do something about the song though because youtube is all mad at me again for last week's song anyway Because we do YouTube live for that. Anyway, it's weird. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Oh, they're gonna hate this. They're gonna hate tomorrow's song. Then, oh boy. Oh no. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we'll figure that out. But in the meantime, details are over at frogpants.com/tms or patreon.com/tms. Every way you need to get a hold of us is there as well. Don't forget those email addresses: themorningstream@gmail.com, or you can use the site, or you can find us on Twitter at morningstream. All right, Brian, let's go. Do you have a song to play as we go? 
Oh, I didn't even. Uh, uh, well, oh. uh, okay, let me see if I can come up with something real quick. Ah, here we go. Okay, good. Matthew wrote in Whew. and said, on June 3rd, yesterday, my wife Carolyn or Caroline, will be celebrating her 36th birthday. This song helped convince her to give our relationship a shot 11 years ago, and she's been my Rick through good times and bad. So I guess the Rick and Morty, I'm hoping. Oh. That, that's what he means. <laughs> okay. um, so I wanted to dedicate a song to her here on her special day. I love you, my tiny smiles, signed Matthew. Oh. So uh, happy uh, birthday to Caroline from Matthew. Um Sweet Sorry, I missed Caroline. This. Yeah. Sorry, I missed this one yesterday. I don't know uh, how I didn't see it, but um, uh, oh, because we had a birthday for uh, um, the, the kid who likes uh, uh, Toy Story. So oh, right. A lot of people with birthdays on the third. Yeah. Um, the kid who likes Toy Story. <laughs> kid who likes Toy Story. No, no, you know, you're right. You're the, right. the rarity, the rarity of a kid who likes Toy Story. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So uh, this one is by James Morrison. Um, he recorded a new version of his song, his hit song, You Give Me Something. This is a UK artist that has just a great voice. Uh, he recorded a new acoustic version of his You Give Me Something for BBC Radio One's Live Lounge. Uh, they included on their album back in 2007. Here is James Morrison and You Give Me Something. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Those of you who get the PM, join us then. We'll see you. You won't stay with me in the morning You only hold me when I sleep I put spirit to tread the water But now I've gotten into deep For every piece of me that wants you Spend a little time alone with me And I can say I've never bought you flowers No, cause I can work out they need I never thought that I'd love someone Cause that was someone
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> <laughs>